One witch is powerful. A coven of witches is unstoppable. Want to go deeper in your craft with the support of your basic witches? Then join our coven on Patreon. We have three tantalizing tiers with ad-free episodes, shout-outs on the pod, monthly card pulls, and girl talk, where you get to connect with us one-on-two. So, are you a basic witch, boss witch, or our best witch? We can't wait to see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches, <laughs> basically. Witch, please stop subconsciously hating yourself, shoulding all over yourself. And for the love of goddess, stop thinking you have to do it all on your own. This witch is haha here to help. Find me on sexandthesynchronicity.com for coaching, courses, card pulls, and deep XX exploration through erotic art. Fortune favors the bold, so be bold, be that witch, and head to sexandthesynchronicity.com. Hey witches, Leah here. You know my all-time favorite thing to talk about is manifestations, synchronicities, and going for the goals. So if you're ready to put your feminine energy in the front seat and whoa manifest some sh**, wait, are you really gonna bleep out sh**? I can't say sh**, this is my commercial. Anyway, what are you waiting for? It's canal or never. Join my four-week manifestation course, buy my deck, art, and more by going to www.leahknauer.com. L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R.com. What is up, witches? Happy Witchy Wednesday. It's the best day of the week. You're listening to Basic Witches. I'm Leah Kanauer. And I'm Rachel LaForest. And we had two other awesome people in the studio today. It's Mara Wilson and Anna Wilson. You know Mara. She was just no big deal, the OG little witch, Matilda. No big <laughs> deal. And you know, we're 90s babies, so this was just like a joy and a half for us. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so many joys. And it was such a joy to meet Mara's sister, Anna, who really is a real life uh, witch. She's witch adjacent. You'll hear all about her magical practices and... Um, it was so fun to chill with two sisters. Yes, and if you're part of the Patreon magic, you can see their cats and crystals and so many beautiful goddess decks. Like, you're going to want to watch this oh, conversation. Yeah, and Anna's paintings. Like, she's an, an incredible artist. Ugh. So get in the magic of the Patreon coven. We'll see you there. Um, and we'll see you on Instagram at Basic Witches, where you can find the link to our merch, uh, the Patreon, and where to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We know you're going to have such a magical time. Let's dive in. Yes. Ooh. Oh, Mara. It's so creepy. It's I want so to creepy. see that voice. It's so creepy, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know if I'm being too loud, okay? Sure, yeah, Because yeah. I, I, I tend to talk very loudly, and Anna has sensitive ears. Well, she so. projects. I project, nature, yeah, I, kind of I do. I whisper by nature. I so. do. She's very, she's very soft-spoken, and I'm very loud. 
I love sister banter. It's like my favorite thing to witness and be a part of. So I'm so excited for this next hour. (laughs) There's there's a lot of that. She'll probably make fun of me a lot, but uh, I love it. I I love it. And I deserve it. So, you know, happy, happy full moon, by the way, this is like the perfect day for us to be recording. It's a full moon. Happy full moon. Yes. The moon is in what's it called? Uh, Aquarius. Aquarius now. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's why she's, uh, that, this is why I thought that she should be on this show because she is infinitely more witchy than I am. I think I love it. Uh, we kind of, she, she teaches me a lot of things. She, oh, so Anna, you're the little sister. I am. Yeah. Okay. I'm the taller sister. I <laughs> so get that. That's me with my sister, Angie, who recently came on the show. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so this is a, just a full circle life moment for me um (laughs) full moon full circle oh can't make this stuff up because um mara obviously you're like uh, the og witch in our 90s baby lives (laughs) so we literally we literally rewatched matilda yesterday and it holds up it's so good it does you know and it's so funny i never thought about that like the powers were just kind of part of it to me and then like and then like, as I got older, I was like, I was like, people were like, oh, you're like a child wizard in this, you know, or you're, oh, you're like a superhero in this. And I was like, oh, I didn't think of Matilda that way. She I just guess. thought she was a nerd with a little extra. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> that is, you know, but that can be really cool too. You know, that can be a power in itself. But so. it's great because it talks yeah. about the sort of like maiden to mother to, you know, mm-hmm. like relationship when it comes to the divine feminine and beyond, yeah. you know. And the crone like, too, right? With Mrs. Yeah. Trenchbull. Like you get all the layers. I was thinking about that as I was watching it with my adult eyes, I was seeing that as well. It was so cool. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. The sort of the the different relationships there and, and somebody being a mother, but not necessarily being, you know, right to mother, which is, which is the thing too. Like, like, you know, you see that with Mrs. Wormwood, definitely Mm -hmm. children, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. She was kind of put into that role and it's, it's interesting, I think. But yeah, it, it is it is sort of a passing of you're you're very right that that's the archetypes there. It reflects a lot of social issues, a lot of spiritual issues, and a lot of uh, experiences that young women and girls and yeah. beyond have. Uh huh. I just realized we're both floral today. Are we? Yeah. Oh, we're yes. Both oh wow. And we're in our palettes. And we're in our yeah. You're you're wearing your green. And She's I'm a winter. I'm a winter. Ah. <laughs> we did that. We did the thing recently where you figure out what. Uh, yeah, it's like very eighties, but it's so. Oh cool. yeah, yeah. We found this like <laughs> like GeoCities looking website that was like you know here's what what color you should wear and here you know your power colors. Yeah, yes. know your power colors and know, know like your season and know your and know like your energy. Like, are you a max? Are you are you masculine, feminine? You know, androgynous energy. Like, like, oh. yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It was it was really fun. This actually. is her version of a horoscope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never been that into horoscope. Well, I was when I was little, I think. But they they always made me so anxious because it would be like, beware of this today, and I would be like, oh god, beware of this today. Mm. Uh, be wary of this. And so, uh, but like, yeah, like that and like the enneagram are my things. <gasps> what are I'm your signs? So into the you. enneagram. Like, what are oh, yeah. yours? Can we ask yours first? Oh yes, I'm a I'm, Scorpio. I'm a okay. Gemini. I'm Scorpio rising. Nice, uh, me too. Our, I'm a double. And our mom was a Scorpio, so that kind of that kind of makes sense. Um, oh, I am my birthday, so is my mom, who's named Anna. She's also yeah. a Scorpio. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So my birthday is this weekend. My oh birthday my is this weekend, and uh, yeah, and and July twenty fourth, 
And so I, I am right on the cusp of Cancer and Leo, but, uh, and I have a lot of Cancer in my chart. I'm Cancer Moon, I think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and that kind of fits, I think, because like my whole life, I've kind of felt like I was sort of drawn between like, like I, I've always felt like I was torn between um, like, like uh, being really fiery, but then also being, I don't know, like I've always felt like I'm kind of fire and water at the same time. Mm. Like there's always these wars between myself. And that also kind of makes sense with our parents because our mom was very fiery and our father was, he was a Sagittarius, but he, he, he's very dreamy and he's very practical and he's very like much, he, he likes to, he tries to play the peacemaker, doesn't always succeed at it. But, oh, uh, but you know, he's- My he's, dad is a Sagittarius and you're like describing him. Yeah, he, he, he tries to go with the flow at least. And so I've always <laughs> felt like there's like this argument going on inside me at all times. And, and Anna, what's your sign? Um, so I'm born March 22nd. Um, I'm a- Right on the cusp born, too. Yeah, yeah also I have one degree Aries. Um, my moon is Pisces and my rising is Cancer. So we have Cancer in common, but I'm also like very close to being a double Pisces. And then, mm-hmm. and then that makes sense. You're extra witchy, Anna, because you're so much water, mm-hmm. so much intuition. I'm also born right on an equinox. I'm born on the uh, the spring equinox, or right. I was like being born at that time. Whoa. We've been talking a lot about like what what like goddesses and archetypes we relate to, and I think Anna's Persephone. I've been relating to that <gasps> for a long time. Yeah. Cool. Well, the yeah. deep emotions, the underworld. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anna's <laughs> super into goddesses. Yes, I actually wanted to. Oh, I've, I've forgotten it. I wanted to show you guys my goddess rosary. Can I go run? Yeah, please. Go run yeah. And get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does, me guys. She's made a goddess rosary because she used to go to a goddess temple. Oh, uh, cool. Where it was, it was goddess. You could be any religion, but it was all about relating to the divine feminine. And the where was that located? It was in San Francisco, of course. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and the cool thing about it was it was very much like. Um, it, it, it was really nice to go there and cause like I went through a long phase where I was like really, cause I had like bad experiences with organized religion growing up. And I had like, and I had bad experiences with people who were like, like I had bad experiences with astrology and stuff. It just made me anxious. Mm-hmm. So for a long time I kind of turned away from all of that. And like now, and, and, but when I went there, I noticed, like I went with Anna one weekend and I noticed like the little girls there and how, and seeing like a little girl, like paying attention in like a church or a temple and like being told like you are worthwhile you mean something and just seeing like their eyes light up and you know and and them them being like yeah i do mean something yeah i can make a difference yeah i'm i'm you know there is something about me that is that is beautiful and pure and i'm i'm amazing just for being alive and i i was thinking i was like you don't get that a lot no Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, not in patriarchal religions. religions. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, you kind of have to search for it, you know, like, I mean, like we're, we're Jewish, but like, you need to, you need to like search for a place that has like a female rabbi. And, mm. and that was really the cool thing there was seeing, I was talking about seeing like the little girls there. Oh, the maidens. Yeah. Yes. All the, all the little maidens get so Amazing. excited and get, and get honored for who they were. Yeah. That was oh, really so beautiful. My temple when I was 22. They were like, "You're on the edge. Okay, come back." <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, it's, wow. it's you know, a lot of life cycle events there and the like. Yeah. So here's some of Anna's. Anna yeah, let's see it. Yeah. So and I thought I'd show you my and our our Patreon listeners, subscribers, they can see the video. So yeah. So they'll oh, be able to see this. Yeah. Yeah. 
This painting is also by her, this painting behind oh, her. Oh, amazing. I've been noticing it. It's gorgeous. Yeah, Thank up you so a little much. Bit. Yeah, she's oh, pretty. So this, these are a couple of my goddess decks and the like. So my main one, this is my first one. I know it's by like Dorian. We have that. Yeah. That's yeah. our first one. Oh, yes. That's our first deck too. This show this used is, to run on that deck. I <laughs> want to give this to my future daughter. I think it would be a beautiful <gasps> first deck. Mm -hmm. um, and it means a lot to me. I also have Ancient Feminine Wisdom of Goddesses and Heroines. It's all based on like the Orphic mysteries, the like, um, the ones yeah. written in like, you know, Ovid, uh -huh. like that. When uh, so, did you get your first deck? How long have you been collecting these? I've been collecting them for about 10 years, probably. Like seven or about eight or nine years. Yeah. It was when you were in San Francisco. I was in so. San Francisco. I got this at Scarlet Sage Herbal Apothecary in San Francisco on oh. Valencia Street. Shout out to the witches who run that place and sustain that community. Yeah. Um, um, I got this one at a place, uh, Lady of the Lake in um, Oakland, California. Yeah. Um, we I had got yeah this one pocket goddess tarot in uh what's it called enchantments in new york city shout out to those witches um <laughs> yeah oh, this yeah, is a very famous place. you know one as well it yeah. talks about uh -huh. and i like it it has a matriarchal uh roughly matriarchal uh structure so like the queen is like it. the king as opposed to the other tarot decks yes. that are yes oh like was it was saint julian had the had the deck where like the empress was beyonce Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome oh goodness I'm, it's escaping me but it's about like the like the uh black femmes and queers like deck or something yeah cool. and it has that like kind of black and white monochrome illustration if i can find it i'll pass it along yeah um and then this one is uh the one that i like um the moon angels yiddish deck i'm jewish so i really enjoy this yeah one. um oh, as we celebrate the yeah. We celebrate something called Rosh Chodesh, which if you're Jewish, you know, is like the happy new moon. So it's yeah. like the beginning of anything. It's a woman's mm. and uh, beyond uh, holiday. So I like this one. It talks yeah. about things. And, and, and Anna just took a class in Jewish mysticism at yes. UCLA that was really interesting because so there's a long tradition there. And it's one of the longest. And, yeah. Jews, and Jews have been accused of being witches for like forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, what, was, what was the most like interesting thing that you picked up from that class? My goodness, just the amount of um, elemental magic there is within our culture and within our tradition um, that goes, you know, kind of like uh, mixed in with the cultures of our diaspora, you know, and stuff. And then also just kind of written in our original um, texts and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. There was this one interesting thing where you would find these like demon bowls where someone would uh, uh, kind of inscribe or illustrate a demon in the middle and they would write a chant around it to sort of bind and lock them. And so they would do that with Lilith. Oh. Lilith and the other uh -huh. demons. I actually had to make one for my course and I made one of the sleepwalker demon because they used to sleepwalk. <laughs> so what? did it help? Um, you know, I actually haven't really sleptwalked since I made it. Yeah. I didn't practice it because the idea is that you would, you know, you would, you know, kind of chant it and it, you would almost kind of enchant that bowl with it. Um, and of course these practitioners have been doing it for a long time, but uh, I should do that with like the endometriosis demon. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. You really should because I should, you yeah, energy. Like, and the idea is you put it in a bowl, you enclose mm -hmm. it so yeah. like, you can't harm anything else. Yeah. You can stay here. Yeah. Or like the migraine demon. Yeah. yeah that's that's Absolutely. really interesting. I think like at the at the very least, like I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of scully esque, I think, sometimes yeah. in our relationship. I'm like I'm like, let's see how this is with science. But I think <laughs> at the very least, like that's gonna that's gonna like yeah, that that's that makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you have power over over this. And I think like that is just as important, you know. And so much 
relationship to negative entities is that we believe that they don't have power over us, so that we don't allow them to have power. Yeah. We don't invite them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Furthermore, we block them. We say, okay, you know what? Your energy is irrelevant, so just keep it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really interesting. And I, I like thinking about the scientific approach too, even being a, a witch who hosts yeah. a witch show. <laughs> like, yeah. And for me, it's all the subconscious. It's all like... We are in a waking dream, speaking of sleepwalking, because so much is happening in the subconscious. So imagery, like burning a demon bowl is going to tell my subconscious that's locked up and it's going to work. It's like the way that people deal with like a lot of the the things with like pain and, and like emotional management and stuff. And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot. Like even stuff with like DBT and CBT is about sort of accepting it. And, and refocusing that energy. And for people who don't know, that's uh, cognitive behavioral therapy and and dialectical behavioral therapy. And a lot of these are based in like mindfulness techniques and this blend of like Eastern and Western kind of things. And a lot of it is based in, you know, the, the, uh, being like, I'm in pain right now and that sucks, but I'm going to be okay. And Mm -hmm. so it really is like about how you, how you, you know, use your mind and how you frame it and stuff. So I think that at the very least, like. Even if there isn't a metaphysical aspect, I think it's really cool that that's, yeah, containing it. Yeah, whereas yeah. I think that is completely metaphysical, but I like that it kind of finds its union in when we, you know, understand psychology. Yeah. That's where it kind of crosses into yeah. both worlds. Yeah. It's mm. like, we all don't know, but there are some simple truths that cross over yeah. the ways of knowing. <laughs> I'm the cat right now, because she is, yeah. I wanted to show you guys <laughs> grocery. Yes, please. Yes. Please. So I yeah. keep all my jewels and gems inside this little Lewis Sherry like chocolate box. Gorgeous. Oh my gosh, like the chocolate <laughs> box in Matilda. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, I didn't think about that. And Mara wow. actually for my birthday, so that's really special. Wow. Okay, what? Gorgeous. Oh my gosh, I'm so inspired right now. Thank you so much. And then this is my beautiful, um, my goddess rosary that I made when I was oh. 20. Oh, you made wow. it? Yeah, we have. they have a making thing after prayer night on Wednesdays, uh, at least once a month. That was 10 years ago, so I'm sure it may have changed, but they still do it. You can go to www.herchurch.org, and they have, like, goddess rosary. You can make them and stuff. It has this beautiful Gorgeous. little kind of pewter spiral goddess at the bottom. So do you identify as a witch? Do you say, I'm a witch? <laughs> I, I don't know. But you have I, a story about this. I, I do have Ooh. a story about this. Caregiver for a woman who was a, uh, um, I don't want to blow out any identity things, but um, they were a Soviet person who had, uh, they were a Soviet defector, excuse me, mm. and they had left that, you know, part of the world. This is Freya, by the way. Yeah, she's, she's a little goddess. Freya! Uh, and we're and recording this on a Friday. And yeah, on a full moon. Wow. And she will never, yeah. and she will never, ever let you forget that she is a goddess. Yes. We a couple months ago, she was. She was part of a cat colony in South Central LA. Oh. She had these giant paws where she that she will attack you with. It's like boxing mitts. They're like boxing mitts. It hurts, but she's yeah, she's a little. It's very <laughs> Freya's a goddess of love and war, and yeah, and that is very appropriate. She's a little. <laughs> she also looks like a little werewolf, which we love, and it's the moon, so it's a new. It's so it's cute. She's in her full werewolf self. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Um, but this is my goddess rosary. It is made of uh, carnelian agate, um, and I know carnelian is just a type of agate. Rose quartz. Mm. For those kind of who can't see this because they're listening to it, it's this gorgeous rosary that has like all these different things, and then at the bottom there is a little goddess uh, mm-hmm. icon. 
it's, it's kind so of, pretty wait what was the story about you oh, maybe oh, being away? all over sorry yes guys. that's okay <laughs> we, we jump around a lot but uh and i used to work for this woman who was she was russian she's a soviet actor yeah, yes russian and, and living in america she was an artist and she was a practitioner of ceremonial magic and um, came from the lineage of like Thelema, Golden Dawn, uh, Crowley type things. Yeah, some of the, some of the like kind of scary, spooky stuff, but she was really, but she also, she kind of did everything. I she feel practiced like. a lot of interesting things. I know um, she had also studied with a lot of, um, well, she was Russian Orthodox, so she did that sort of thing as well. And she also had a couple of like shamanistic practices in her background as well. That exists a lot in Eastern Europe. Um, and so she had like, she did trance work and the lesser banishing ritual, the pentagram mm -hmm. and all of those, you know, incredible things like that. And by the time um, you worked with her, she had some like, I was caring for her, um, yeah. with some degenerative, um, conditions. And so my work got more intense as time went on and I worked for, with her overnight. So I did night shift. Wow. And I so, um, when I was in there, I would be responsible for, you know, um, helping her, you know, get ready for bed and the like. And one day I was helping her get ready for bed in a way that she didn't really want to. Like she was kind of like fighting with me. She was a very feisty lady. Um, it was very funny. I'm trying to recall what her sign is. I believe she was a Virgo. Um, and I remember she had a Libra placement somewhere in there. Mm. <laughs> she was a very feisty, very like direct woman. It's kind of the way that like a lot of uh, Eastern uh, European people can be. And I said one time, you know, like, um, what name should I say? Like, hey, Natasha, like, I know you don't want me to, like, help you right now, but if you, I know you're a very powerful witch, so if you don't want me to, you know, do this, you can just say so. And she said, Ugh, anyone can be a witch. You just need to pay attention. Like, with disgust. She said that with, like, disdain in her voice. She's like, like, come on, anyone can be who, a witch. Who isn't a witch? <laughs> I love that. I was like, that is the best advice ever. Anyone can be a witch. All you need to pay attention. I mean that, you know, and I would work from like eight to eight. So I had an overnight 12 night. She 12 also had a shift. mural that she painted on her wall. That was, we'll, we'll, okay, get we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to it. <laughs> I'm in control of the story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we did this at 8 PM. This, she told me this at like 1145. I was like, I still have like 12, like eight hours of this shift. Like, don't even be like that to me right now. It was crazy. It was crazy. Weird things were always happening. But um, Natasha was a very famous, uh, well, she had a very famous art teacher and had a lot of um, like beautiful art practices in her life. And uh, she paints a lot of these like kind of things where I believe she'd go into a trance. Like she told me one time that she'd had a vision of like a procession of um, like a princess. I, it almost was like the tarot suite. It was like a princess, um, you know, like a knight, a king, a queen, animals, like dogs and stuff. And um, I was staying in the home of that family when I was um, employed there. And so I was staying where like the, her son and daughter used to like live. So there was like a Star Wars book on my like shelf that just never got like taken with them to their adult lives. And um, so the procession that she had a vision of, she had painted on the walls with like oil paint and she just like painted on her house. It was very beautiful, very ornate. She also did like collages within it as well. But um, my door, which was the first door when you walked up and turned the corner up the stairs, um, you would see the figures outside my door. So it was very beautiful. But one funny thing that would happen was uh, the space outside my door, every time I would open it, would open up to see the, uh, there was like a warlock and a princess. And um, the face on the warlock began to like uh, degrade, like fall apart in the wall. Uh, so 
it was really, really frightening and scary because the wall, even if you touched it, would be like a different quality than the rest of the wall. As if like it like began to like fall apart or something was wrong with it. I, I saw it was terrifying. It was really, really frightening. And in the middle of the night. <laughs> it, yeah, and I would go up and be like, she'd be like, get me my nail polish and I would have her like nail kit or something in my little room and I'd go up and get it and I'd open the door and I'd be like, because like, you know, the warlock was just looking at me. Oh my God. Funny and scary things like that would happen constantly. Eventually you put up a poster over it. I put up a poster of like, like one of those botanical things. Yeah, it's like one of those things like trees of North America. I don't know. Just like I found it at like the herb shop and I was like, I just need to like cover this because it would frighten me every time I Wow. Very scary. Yeah. Weird things like that. I mean, I wasn't seeing it in the middle of the night and it scared me. So, yeah. Wow. I had a number of incredible experiences doing that. So when you ask me, do I consider myself a witch? I don't know. I definitely practice some things that are adjacent to it. I also do believe in God. I am Jewish. And so I practice a lot of the things about Judaism that um, fall under the kind of spiritual mysticism things. You also pay attention. But I pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) So you might be. Yeah, I think it's easy. Anyone can do it. Well, I, I love yeah. what she said too. And we, we believe that too. And how she mm-hmm. said, like, just pay attention. That kind of sounds like awakening to me. If you're awake, yes. open your eyes. attention. Yeah. And you'll see we're, we're all one. We're all part of the same experience. We just have our different perceptions of it. Yes, it's, completely. Yeah. It's so fascinating. It's mm-hmm. also fascinating that you were caring for her when the witching hour happens at 3 a.m. Uh-huh. I have so many. I'm writing a comic book right now called Long Night, um, L-O-N-G-N-I-G-H-T, Long Night uh, Comic at Tumblr.com. Yeah, or, not, or just dot Tumblr.com. I don't know. It's not an email address. Um, <laughs> it's about my experience doing that and also just other kind of supernatural things like that because the interesting thing is that night shift and nighttime is something where like, so many of like the weirdest and most thrilling and most consequential moments of my life happen at night. Um, I wasn't born at night. But well, and this is so interesting too, because you said you sleepwalk. I do. Yeah. And so I, it's I, almost I, like your subconscious, like wants to enjoy the night. Would you say there's a connection there? Well, that's another reason why I think you're like Persephone, because you have this mixture of springtime and darkness in you. Uh-huh. And that's something that I think, that's why I think that that really suits Anna very well. Oh, and synchronistic for me right now, because I pull cards for my cycle. So for like pre-menstrual, menstrual, yeah. pre but you know, and right now I just entered into this card for me is the long night. No, it's, it's the symbol of the dark moon and like the rabbit all the nighttime stuff. And I just entered that yesterday. That sounds really cool. Yeah. I think we'll pull from that deck for you later. The deck that I pull from. You wanna Uh, make a wish on your eyelash? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do that too. (laughs) (laughs) Basic wishes. (laughs) Speaking Speaking of synchronicities, I read something yesterday that blew my mind. Mara, if you could tell us about this, you like read a book as an adult and then found out that the Mm -hmm. author was your best friend co-star in Matilda was her mom right yeah and it was a book that really helped me and and I had no and it's so funny because with OCD one of the things you you see patterns sometimes where there aren't patterns and that can make you really anxious and so like I was really superstitious for a while because I always felt like I was like this is bad luck this is good luck I need to figure out the patterns of things and it really and these things really scared me which is also probably why I turned away from a lot of like witchy stuff for a long time because it, it scared me to think that I had power and I didn't know what to do with it like my worst fear was 
like getting somebody else sick or accidentally hurting somebody else or something like that. And so, um, so I, I kind of turned away from these things, but I had this weirdly synchronistic thing where I found this book and I remember thinking to myself like, oh, I really, I, I love this book. And it's so funny, the, the author's name sounds really familiar to me. And then later on, I, I put it together because when you're a kid, a lot of times you don't know your friend's last names. And so, <laughs> totally. so I know that Kira Spencer Hesser, you know, was Terry Spencer Hesser's daughter. So I found this book about OCD that really helped me. And, uh, and, <laughs> and it's so funny to me that like, she was the one who helped me all along when it was, she was just, she was my friend's mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was That's the, so sweet. And it's so funny to me that in a, in a, you know, disorder that is all about finding patterns and coincidences, <gasps> you know, I, I didn't notice that one. Sorry, the cats are being wild right now and I need to. They <laughs> remember, it's a full moon. It's a full yeah, moon. Yeah. yeah. They know. I, Hey, no. <laughs> it's ridiculous. She was attacking my feet last night. It's just, like, <laughs> he always being crazy and he's the sweet one. Well, this that's... Is, so we, have a, we have a synchronistic story of how we found Basil. Oh, is Basil the other cat? Yes, this is Anna's baby. This is my baby. Oh. A little familiar. Gorgeous. My beautiful tuxedo cat, Basil. Or Basil. Oh. Yes. Oh. Uh, he was having a rough time. Anna was having a rough time and we walked into a store and Anna had always said, I wish I had a little tuxedo cat with little, no. white, little white socks. And we walked into a store just to get litter. I was like, I was like, oh, we should pick up some cat litter. We walked into it and our lives changed forever. <laughs> uh, because wow. There was, uh, there was, and they didn't sell pets there. This woman was fostering them. And, and, <sighs> She was like, we just need a home for this little tuxedo kitten. Oh and Anna had gone through such a rough time. And I said, Anna, it's your dream kitty. It's my dream kitty. That's your dream kitty. We, we, and we went up to him and he was so sweet and so cuddly oh. and, and adventurous and so funny. Like right now he wants to go out and adventure, but he's also. Oh, why Basil? Is it because of his green eyes? I don't know. Why was it? I've just always wanted to give a cat a botanical name. I've been studying I love that. for a couple yeah. of years. Um, I've been studying herbalism for about six years. And so I really like basil. Um, I had this really interesting kind of devotion to these two African basil plants when I was living in another part of LA and I grew really healthy and they became little miniature trees and I had to leave them. Oh. And, uh, I know. I still yeah. kind of grieve for that. Anna oh, knows yeah. all about herbalism and stuff. And we have a brother who's a botanist. So like our, our like family group chat, and we're, we're lucky, I guess, because we're very close with our siblings uh, and, or, or at least like most of us are. And then we, we, um, but we, they just like talk about plants all the time are <laughs> and, 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 and like, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in like scientific herbalism and like what, what works and stuff. Anna, Anna has convinced me to like, we, we spread the good word of oat straw now. Yeah. Oh, oat cool. Straw. Yes. I know about oat straw. Yes. Oat straw is the best, and it helps me with my health problems like none other. Yes, because I've got I've got like a weird blood pressure condition, POTS, and and it helps so much. It uh, it it keeps me balanced. It's like natural Gatorade. It's fantastic. Mm. And yes, you like a basis for things too. Like I react really badly to caffeine, so if I but if I brew like uh, a decaf tea or a coffee, you know, and you just put a little bit of oat tincture and, and in we put it. oat tincture in it or oat straw. Um. Home. And it's also very sustainable because it grows everywhere. Yeah, like, I actually have, uh, I used to uh, pick, uh, well, the conventional oats that we buy in the store is Avena sativa, which is means cultivated uh, oat. 
Um, but the one that we have out here in Southern California that grows well is called a Vena Fatua, F-A-T-U-A. And it's a, it's pretty invasive. Like if you ever look at like yeah. the hills and it kind of looks like a rolling seat. You can oak. see it on the so side of the freeway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I found an abandoned lot near my house and I tested it a little bit and it was just fine and it grows crazy, you know, and it's very good at picking up all the, you know, minerals yeah. and stuff out of the soil, which is why it grows so tall and so, you know, yeah. rigid. You can find and it I in parks. I make infusions of it. I made medicine out of it and stuff. Yeah. We've done foraging before. I think people think we're a little weird for that, but we <laughs> It's really, really fun. When it's seasonal, you know, you can get most of the herbs that you, that can sustain your well-being for a long time. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. We don't really need to be practicing this kind of like exotic herbalism where, oh, this is the latest, you know, um, yeah, superfood or something that needs to be shipped over from, you know, Myanmar or something. And there's something in your backyard that will help you. Yeah. Nettle. Um, I mean, yeah. nettle is everywhere and it's invasive. And I know nettle is, nettle is so good. good. And it does. I love it. We make it, and that's like what people, people like British people who were starving during World War II lived off nettle soup. And we've made nettle soup before, and it like clears out your sinuses really well. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. And like, we found it growing in Griffith Park. And like, oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it is a native part of our biome, so we don't take all of it, but we'll just pick it off of like the dog trails because nobody wants their dog to get yeah. like stung by nettles. And then we uh -huh. And we like put boiling water on it, which like is gonna sanitize it and also get rid of the stinging. You are out. such witches. That's yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, how do you not call yourselves witches? <laughs> and, and it's like, and that is always a good day. Anytime we go foraging, it's a good, it's a good day. day. It, right? It's around us. Yeah, it mm -hmm. makes us feel good. And uh, and we like and we'll like send pictures of the of the plants we we got to our brother, and he'll be like, oh yeah, that's this and that's this. And oh, you don't even need one of those apps because they have those like identifying <laughs> apps. For yeah, plants. it's crazy. Okay, I got into a bit of a beef with. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm in a bunch of like Facebook groups, which I know is like the oldest, like stupidest thing to even like care about anymore. But um, I got into like I was. Okay, sorry in advance. If any of you guys were in any of those like plant identification app like groups, I think I might be the reason why there's like a huge ass like like split in the community. <laughs> oh my god. There is, what there is never as much drama as that... there was in the plant identification groups. Jesus That's so hilarious. Christ. You said the word beef about a plant group. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh there's so much oh, drama. No. So much drama. <laughs> I was like, hey, like, don't use the term like this, this, and this for it, like, because it's like an offensive term that like settlers use for this plant or something. And people were like, oh, yeah, that's why we do like Latin binomial only. That's what it should be. And I was like, okay, but that's also not fair because like people who are native to land like have a different name for the plant and stuff. So like, you can't say that either. And they're like, we're going to go by Latin binomial only. And I was like, no, that like the, you know, scientific name, like a Venefatua or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, 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 like you can't do it. Cause I was like, that's just, then you're not really going to develop a relationship with the plant. And it's really my fault. I was talking about like <laughs> a very deep kind of spiritual. Well, yeah. There were like racist names for, there, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of problems within the, you know, yeah. taxonomic things that we have in, in plants you know and it's like you know my grandma called it the jew plant or something and it's yeah. like oh, and it's yeah like, don't do that yeah that mm -hmm. particular name comes up every six months you know in these groups mm -hmm. like, i heard it called this you know and it's just mm -hmm. but so if you ever go into a like uh i just plant love identification that... group and there's like a really kind of fascist mod it's because <laughs> <laughs> there's so much drama i just i love how like 
the more specific you get with certain oh, groups niche and hobby drama. Niche hobby drama okay. is like the hardest, the most. Kind when of we're drama. off camera, I'll talk to you about the Poutine fan club. Oh yeah, there's a whole oh <laughs> Poutine. Yeah, she like the cat, like the stuffed animal. Yeah. Oh, like, okay, okay. Massive drama there. So wow. we're talking a lot. But if you want to ask us some questions, please don't let ahead. us. Know. <laughs> well, we talk, we talk a lot. Especially I, we love it and Anna that's so funny that you <laughs> you caused that rift Sorry, guys. <laughs> somebody had to do it okay I want to do a little show and tell like you were showing your goddess stuff because the full circle for me from the movie Matilda is I was obsessed I didn't realize it cognitively as a child but looking back as an adult, it's very clear why I was obsessed, but my siblings to this day, who I'm also very close with, I have seven. They, yeah. yes. Yeah. We, we have five. Yeah. We thought oh. we had like, wow. <laughs> I think that some, sometimes it helps. Cause you're just all in it together. Like, yeah. and we're all like Irish twins, like boom, 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 Catholic parents, boom, 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 eight kids. Yeah. Um, we're still make Catholic. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they would, still make fun of me because I would choose the movie Matilda every single time I had the choice. I would watch it every day. And we looked exactly alike. And it came out in 1996 when I was six, like starting kindergarten or first grade. Yeah. Same as the character. Huh? So I'm going to share my screen because I asked my parents to send me my little kid photo to fucking show you guys yeah. how eerie it is okay i can't wait oh man okay oh my gosh oh look at us <laughs> you are so cute look at you even the little ribbon <laughs> isn't that insane oh my goodness wow you have the same face shape I know. Whoa, that is weird. And, and the I, cheeks. I the ended eyebrows. up like going blonde, but this is my natural hair color, super similar to you. Wow. You're both so cute. Wow, look at that. <laughs> we have the same round cheeks too. Uh-huh. And people would tell me, because that movie came out when I was, like I said, the exact age of like the character and people this would tell really, me. Because sometimes people tell me, they're like, oh, I look like Matilda as a kid. And I'll look at them and I'll be like, okay, we both had brown hair. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I literally like, had the same cut. Cute. Yeah, yeah, but the face shape is so is so funny. And oh, like, my, oh my gosh. God. I had that haircut, your short hair. Yeah, I mean, uh, I kind of still do have that haircut. And now you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. You return <laughs> to it. Okay. So, like affects the way that you look. And you, you think so? have some Scorpio placements, right, Rachel? Yeah, oh, a double. My sun and my rising. And Mara is a Scorpio rising. I am, yeah. Right. So, that makes, I, I believe in the rising sign and the moon sign affecting your, um, and also your moon sign. Oh yeah. And Mara, I'm also fire and water because my yeah. moon is Aries. So yeah. I'm this fire and water. Wow. Okay. So then like on top of that, being the youngest of eight, I think I literally felt like Matilda because I made my meals. I packed my lunch until high school. Right. I walked myself to the library and to school. Like the parent, my parents were working all the time. They were, I was a latchkey kid. So I was raising myself and like the yeah. chaos of having yeah we had that like when our dad was working a lot like after after our mother died you know we we were kind of there were a couple of years there where we were kind of which you were really young both of you yeah and it was and those were weird years yeah. <laughs> those yeah. were very weird and and there was a lot of just kind of like eating cereal yeah you know and, and that kind of thing it was kind of chaotic mm -hmm. uh for a while but like 
Yeah. So, so yeah, I can definitely relate to that. How I, cool that you both have this kind of like, I love that though. I love, people will tell me they're like, I'm oh, told you really meant so much to me because it <laughs> yeah. reflected my childhood. And, and I think for a long time, I think I kind of got frustrated with Matilda because it felt like I kind of mm. like, like she was this archetype that I had to live up to. And it was almost like I was having another older sibling that I had to live up to. And, and as you know, you know, when you have older siblings, you kind of feel like, you know, you're always the, oh, you're so-and-so sister. You're so-and-so this. And that's, that's kind every of- Every day of my day. That's every day of oh. Anna's yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, you so could, interesting. You, know, you saw sure. yourself. I mean, what I felt from Matilda was this like this archetype, this like perfect archetype that everybody loved. And then there was me. So that was really hard. And I don't think oh. until like, probably it was like my mid to late twenties where I finally made peace with it and, mm. and accepted it. And, and, you know, and, and kind of, came to accept her and love her for who she was mm, and, and how she represented the people. Yeah. When you see, when you see the photos of yourself as Matilda, does that immediately bring you back to like, do you have memories from set that, or did any, like anything spooky or magical happen while you were filming? I mean, it was, it was just like, like it was hard sometimes, but it kind of felt like summer camp, mm. you know, it was really fun. One fun thing is that Anna is actually the, Anna was actually the model for uh, baby Miss Honey. And oh. in that one painting that they did. Oh my gosh. So yeah, she, she, I mean, that. and it's, Anna's a visual artist now. And so, you know, and, and it's funny, sometimes I model for her and yeah. sometimes she models, you know, for other friends and stuff. So, so that was kind of a cool full circle thing. And yeah, if you, if you look at it, there's like a poster of, of her and her mother and her, uh, and, and the baby and Anna's. Yeah. And she's even wearing a little dress that Anna had. And I remember when Danny was directing me, he would say things like, like when I was looking at the painting, he would say, look at your sister. Oh. <laughs> it was really cool. And she was supposed to play young Miss Honey, but she got an ear infection that day. Oh, dang it. <laughs> yeah. Anna's more behind the scenes. No, no, no. I don't, I don't want to be on camera. Thank you so much. Except for that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was, but it also felt like, you know, the, the, like, despite Danny directing it, the, the kind of matriarchal energy was strong because like, like mm. Pam Ferris who plays Miss Trunchbull was the, the most like, in real life, she's the most nurturing kind person and she's so gentle. And she like rescues dogs and rescues cats and loves her plants and loves her garden. And, and Ambeth was much the same, you know, Ambeth got a puppy while we were doing it oh. and her puppy and, uh, and, we would have like little tea parties, you know, the two of us and the three of us. And, uh, and so there definitely was a lot of like feminine, like strong feminine connection on that mm -hmm. set. One thing that I reflect upon a lot is that we oftentimes uh, entertain young girls and people beyond the, just the two, you know, outdated binary, but we entertain a lot of children with the idea of matriarchy. You know, we have uh, witches and we have, uh, you know, princesses and queens and stuff. And as we get older, it kind of fades away. But I like the idea that you had this experience when you were, you know, yeah. you were growing mm -hmm. up, that you had like kind of the maiden mother crone dynamic there. Yeah. You had, you know, like your sister involved in it. You know, I was there. Uh-huh. still around and she was helping you with that. And yeah. She was participating in this. So I think of this like that, in my opinion, and also in my, you know, set of beliefs, so I'm not right or wrong here. It's just what I think. Um, I think that contributes a lot to the sense of magic and also why it affects so many other people, you know, because well, it is a vision of a world that we, that we... Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I, I feel people. like when you think about it, like little girls, when you ask little girls what they want to be when they grow up or assign female at birth people, a lot of time what they will say is 
they want to be in positions of power, mm -hmm. you know, whereas I think a lot more masculine is, is more like they want to do things that are fun or adventurous, exciting. <laughs> whereas girls, they want to be, they want to be teachers. They want to be doctors. They want to be nurses. Mm. They want to be, they want to be, and they want to be parents. Well, they want to be parents. Yeah. Or, or princesses or Queens and it's power, but it's not power in an aggressive way. It's power in a different kind of way. Mm -hmm. Power in a like being respected, having wisdom kind of way. And, uh, and I think that is really interesting to me is that I do think, I do think girls want power. And I think that sometimes that power can get redirected into, especially like in middle school and high school can get redirected into being mean to other girls and, and or yourself or yourself. Too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, it's, and that's really sad or, or, mm -hmm. you know, and, and instead of like the, the, and it's so there's so much of like the negative aspects of, of like of of femininity and masculinity that come out in like middle school and high school i think well i think if we yeah. can't find a way to direct that power and use it to help the community it almost always gets corrupted into a form of like hierarchy and violence yeah mm -hmm. yeah and taking, taking it out yeah and taking it out upon yourself or taking it out upon other people but it's also cool because i've noticed that around middle and high school is when a lot of kids get into like witchcraft or you know whatever their respective spiritual path is like there's know? a great 15 episode about them them getting into witchcraft and stuff and and i'm just like that is such a that is such a thing and and some people never grow out of it you know what? Mm -hmm. gotta keep yankee candle alive <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah but it like it, it is it's about it's about feeling you know power within you but in a in a respectful self-loving kind in of a cosmic way. sense yeah <laughs> and and in, 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 in you know in an allegorical sense or in you know a metaphysical sense Hey witches, we wanted to take a second from this episode and pause to talk about mental health. You know, we think it's magical to work on your mental health, and that's why we're so glad to be partnered with BetterHelp, the OG source for online therapy. Absolutely, taking care of your brain and your mental health is so, so important, and we are so excited to be partners with BetterHelp. They have amazing licensed therapists online. You can get therapy whenever, wherever you are, whenever you are. Just go online and you can save 10% on your first month just because you listen to this show. So use our code BASICWITCHES at checkout. Go to betterhelp.com slash basicwitches for 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash basicwitches. Now let's get back to it. Here I am. I'm, I'm taking my oat tincture. Uh, yes. <laughs> get it in. It's going to get myself, you know, all balanced. And I yes. think the other thing that we see her searching for in the movie that's like this reflection of the feminine journey is to be cared for and yeah. held because mm -hmm. and that's what I think I related to so much kind of raising myself um yeah. like this seeking of I mean it's even why my kink is fucking dat t like I like a dominant dat t partner whether they're male <laughs> yeah. or female or non-binary yeah um, but that searching for like support and being held in your power like mm -hmm. yes it's it's hard to ask for help sometimes but sometimes you find people who who need who who, who see what you need and they balance you and they want to help they, they want to help you yeah. and that doesn't I, take away your power uh -huh. that's, something, that's something that i struggle with a lot too is a lot of times when people try to help me i get really frustrated mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm like nope i i have to keep up this image at all times i have to you know are you a three or four that. enneagram mara um, no, I'm, I'm a six. Ooh, yes. I'm okay, a six. Okay. I'm a counterphobic six. 
So I'm a, I'm a six, which means that means because sixes are driven by anxiety. Mm-hmm. They're called a loyal skeptic. Yeah. So they, they question everything, which I do. And they, uh, but once you win their trust, you have them forever. Like, like, I mean, like my birthday party is going to be like in my best friend's backyard. And I've known her since I was 14, I think. And like, mm-hmm. we met like, we met like while auditioning for the school play. And like, we're still like, like this, you know, and like, like one of my friends who cut my, who cuts my hair is, uh, is like a friend from Girl Scouts. And, uh, <laughs> and like my publicist, my publicist and I like share like cat and dog photos back and forth. And like, like, I'm still really close with like, like Ariana who does tarot readings and stuff. She's, she was my preschool you boyfriend. Before you knew me. Yeah. I knew them. I knew, I knew Alex and Ariana before I knew you and there's, we're still close friends. And so <laughs> And so, like, like it's weird know. for me to think that there was a world beyond. Yeah, that. right. I, uh, that's probably something that that like obsessed me when I was a kid, like the time before I existed, Ooh. even though it was you know billions and billions of Ooh. years. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I think that, yeah. So mine is like, and and once I found out about the enneagram, it kind of like it, it is like the narrative through which I perceive my world because mm-hmm. I realized because what sixes want more than anything is they want security and they want. Uh, and they want trust, but they mm. don't trust people. So they push people away and they test them. Yeah. And that's the skeptic. Yes. And that's Art. something I do a lot. So, and counterphobic ones are drawn to a lot of times they're drawn to, uh, there there's phobic ones and those phobics are more avoidance, but counterphobics are the ones who kind of, they seek out things that are, that are, you know, scary for them. They seek out their scary things. And this also sounds very Scorpio. Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah. Which is your what your rising yeah. is what you're becoming uh-huh. more of. So yeah, and that's what our mom. Yeah, and that's what our mom was. So wow. um, and our mom was a our mom was an enneagram eight, I think. Mm. She's, um, she's uh she's an eight. Uh, she was an eight, and eights are very much the like I can't ever show any weakness. You know, kind of. Kind yes. Of, yes. Wow. Power. Mm-hmm. Speaking of power, too. Eight. Power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anna's an enneagram nine. And the interesting thing is, yeah. she's an Enneagram nine. I forgot which number I was. Yeah, and Enne- <laughs> I was like, nines are like, nines are like the peacemaker, you know? Nines are, nines are like the peacemaker. Yes. And, um, and it can be anything from like, like probably Jesus was a nine to like, <laughs> to like, uh, like the, the dude from the Big Lebowski is a nine, you know? Ah, and you're not supposed to do real people. I mean, you know, when I'm talking about Jesus, I'm talking about him as, you know, the figure in an archetype. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. To me, he is just a wise man. Um, <laughs> but uh, but um, there's a, there is a, I uh, don't want to offend anybody, but there's, um, there's like nines. It's interesting because when six are, are healthy, they start behaving more like nines. Yes. They start being a lot more chill and a lot more like accepting and, and open. And, um, and I think when nines aren't doing so well, they start behaving more like sixes. And they start getting distrustful and anxious. So interesting, because they are the number flipped. Yeah, That's so I start wild. getting. My goodness, you're so right. And six. yeah, and and sixes start <laughs> acting more like threes, and threes are like threes are like the more the achiever. Yes, and they're like they're like more dominant. They're not they're not dominant, but they're very like pre- presenting. You know, they're very yes. ambitious. And so threes, so three, you you start kind of like pulling rank and be doing the like, do you know who I am? Kind of thing when you're. When you're like unhealthy, so it's but interesting. I thought that a nine me. would progress to a three. When nine progresses to a three in a good, in a yes. good way, and that's and what they do when a nine is in a growth state. What they do is they're like they're like, 
hey, look at this amazing stuff I have. And yep, yeah, look and, and look at what I've achieved and look at what I've done. So, so it goes beyond like placating people and taking no sides and going into kind of yeah um, like when anna's doing really doing well outreach. yeah when anna's doing really well it's it's like she like shows her art very well and and people love it and she takes pride in it like nines like take pride in it whereas it, the good side of being a three is like taking pride in what you've accomplished and accomplishing a lot and working very hard mm -hmm. and and putting on a good face to the world you know mm, um, and and but the bad part of being a three is being very competitive mm. oh and yeah being very and you can be kind of ostentatious and you can be kind of like, you know, uh, you know, conceited in, in like a, in like an insecure kind of way, you know, the way a lot mm -hmm. of insecure people act conceited. What are both of your, your, you're skin? nailing it, Mara. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm studying it and I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Um, so yeah. I'm a two, but I, mm -hmm. I my oh, two, yeah. three, four is like really high up, like in my wings. So I'm all heart centered. And I'm yeah. a seven, which I feel matches up with Gemini head. Yeah. I have always been very envious of seven. I heard you did a lot of sevens. I did. I have. Yeah. <laughs> Your most recent partner was a seven. Yeah. For I, sure. I Why are you envious of, of sevens? I just find that you guys, I read somewhere that they're called the enthusiast. And I mm -hmm. think that's a beautiful, sparkly energy to carry around with you. Someone who can, you know, is magnetic and I'm attracted to them too. Finds that I think everyone is frankly, you guys have the sparkly energy, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. You, and I love sparkles. Yes. I'm wearing I glitter on my eyes right now. Yep. Little, uh, <laughs> you can't see they've got these beautiful I love, kind of like, yeah, platinum colored glitter. I, along I, their I eyes. do too. I mean, I have like, I have like, like even my, cause I have like my, my sneakers that I wear and yeah. I have my sandals that I wear and both of them have black sparkles. Oh, the sparkles and the things like but that. That's like yesterday I tried on something and I was like, I think I'm going to wear this for my birthday. What do you think? And you were like, oh, it's a little more, what did you say? You were like, it's a little more, uh, Goodness, what, did, what did I say? You, yeah. You were like, it's a little bit more, um, more like, I don't know. Uh, what's it, what's the word for like showing off a little bit or something? I don't know. I, uh, ostentatious? Yeah, it wasn't ostentatious, but she was like, it's a little bit more, you know, it, it, it's, it's cause I usually dress pretty simply, but you were like, it's a little bit more like, like out there than you usually wear. And I was like, well, I want to do that because I want to start, I feel like for a long time, I didn't dress like my personality. Mm. So I dressed kind of, kind of, you know, very conservatively. And now I feel like I'm like, no, I want to embrace it, especially since it's my birthday. It's all about me. Yeah. Yes. You know, as above, so below, what you put out, you know, reflects the end yeah. and everything else. So I believe that. Oh, and that's, yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to, like, give myself credit for, like, like, the other day I had, I had, like, I was, like, in pain in the morning. And, like, that's just something that I feel like, like, so many people I know my age, I think, I don't know if it's just getting older or what, but like, you just start to feel pain and, and things, mm. you know, start happening. And like, and like, especially if you have a uterus, cause those things tend to cause trouble. And, yes. um, and I, I was like feeling so sad in the morning and like, I went to the doctor and I was like, oh, this is awful. But then like later on in the day, I, I did an interview and I like completely turned myself around and I felt so much better when I did mm. that. And I like, got into a nice dress and I like did everything. And I was just like, and I was like, okay, I have to give myself credit for that because that is a skill, mm -hmm. you know? And it is a skill yeah, that yeah. I've learned. Like I didn't have that when I was a child. When I was a child, if I was sad, I was sad. If I was angry, I was angry. But this, I was like, okay, this is something that I can do. I can, I can turn myself around and I can, I can put on a good show for people and I can treat people graciously and, and nicely and behave well with an audience. And I had to like, and, and, and that's something that I like in myself. 
you know? Yes, I, as you should. I've done, like, I've done shows, like, when I had, like, strep throat. Hopefully I didn't get anybody else there sick. I've done shows, you know, on no sleep. I've done interviews yeah. on no sleep. And I'm, like, and I think that's kind of, like, and those are all very three things, I think. Like, threes would totally do that. But I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm just, like, I can do that. And, and, and I don't know, because... I don't think that I am a person who like really believes in myself and really like gives myself these things, but I do think like it's really good to every now and then give yourself credit for things. Yes. You know? and, yes. And like, this is a good thing for yourself. Like, I think you should look at yourself honestly. You shouldn't be like, I'm the best, but you should be like, I'm a person who can do this and not everybody can do that. And I've also worked really hard to do this. Yes. To see and, how strong you are and what you're capable yeah. of. And yeah. this episode, when it comes out, it's going to, it's Leo season. And yeah. the good part we can take from that pride is being proud of ourselves for our achievements, our growth yeah. more than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to Go back to Matilda, just because I love it so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, My favorite part of that, and I feel like this is very witchy, the whole thing is the universal law of karma. And like what you put out there is also what you get, what you guys just said too, as above, so below. And like, oh, there were so many times I wish I could have punished my parents. (laughs) It's so cathartic to watch you do it. (laughs) I think it, it kind of is every kid's fantasy. That's, you know, that's definitely part of it. And I... I mean, I, I know that it actually caught some flack with like a lot of really conservative people because they were like, this isn't the way parent children shouldn't punish parents. <sighs> it's like, well, for one thing, it's a fantasy, not, right. not really going to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. But also like, like I've heard so many people who grew up in abusive households or who grew up in neglected or grew up all of these things being like the message of this was also the, there's a, it's a chosen family narrative, which was radical in the nineties. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think that that has to do a lot with like, you know, like, like, like Nicholas and Robin who wrote the script and, and Danny being, and, and Rhea all, all being kind of, I mean, progressive, but also kind of out of the box thinkers, you know, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of kind of, if, if you want to talk Enneagram, a lot of Enneagram fives, like fives are philosophical and they can come across as very scientific, but they're very big out of the box, mm-hmm. you know, thinkers. thinkers. And, and so I, I think there was a lot of that and, and a lot of, you know, being around choosing to be around people that love you and care about you and and we'll we'll tell you when you're wrong i think that is a form of love too you know that is like that is how you love a child that is how you love a dog is is telling them when they're wrong and that's i think is also a good way to love yourself because mm-hmm. people say like you need to love yourself first and i'm like i think that's true but i think that sometimes you're going to struggle with yourself sometimes it's more like having a coworker, you know like that you have to get along with or or I mean, maybe this is because I'm kind of a maternal person, but I feel like you love yourself kind of the way that you love a child mm-hmm. or the child you need to set boundaries and you need to set boundaries, but also like you would never say to a child or you shouldn't say to a child, like mm-hmm. you're ugly, you're stupid, you're a failure. You know, yes. nobody should to a child. You should say like, I'm not happy with what you did right now. And that's what prompts, you know, Matilda to go in and, you know, get her, you know, uh-huh. the fact that she mm-hmm. just, yeah, you know, yeah. It's really, I, I, I mean, I, I don't think I understood the power of that movie, but I, I knew, I knew what that character meant for me. I've always wondered what she meant to you too, because, because I knew what she meant to me because I've read the book and everything, but you were so young. Yeah. I what know. did she mean to you, Anna? I've seen the movie a couple of times. Um, I was just always really, really, really taken with Miss Honey. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted a life like that with like the tea and sweets and, you know, like a garden and stuff. Um, 
It really is, and that is the way that you live your life. Yeah. Like, you always talked about how you wanted a frog pond. Yeah. You wanted a frog pond. Yes. I'm very, very attached to frogs, another spring animal, and I have a little quartz with a frog. That I oh, my gosh. Let's frogs. Just things like that. I'm, I'm really drawn to nature. I actually don't have very many earth signs in my chart, but um, I've always felt like I related a lot to I looked up a lot to Miss Honey. I, I'm sorry to say that because I know it's your movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. But that's like, totally fine. That's just what I wanted for myself. I'm really not interested in like being, um, you know, the witch who can like put, a, you know, like a, a carrot through the air like a tortilla. <laughs> you know, I wanted to have a garden and have that kind of. Um, yeah, I'm the more. I think I'm the more like bold, truth to power kind of one. To 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 a point to where it gets me in trouble. It gets me in trouble. Yeah, I, I think of it as kind of two sides of the same thing. Like, you know, what yeah. is speaking truth to power if you can't build a home for everyone? You know, they have That's to, a very good point. They they fall on both sides, you know. Like, um, I think making peace and making justice are the same thing, just the heads and the tails of the same coin. Yeah. Oh, wow, mm. yeah. Like, yeah. the You're hippie right. activist versus the aggressive activist. You and know. both are needed. And they yeah. need each other. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They do need um, each other. It's very true. But just stuff like that, like I, I was really taken with Miss Honey and just sort of the way that she is. I'm also in school now. Uh, I go to UCLA for, I'm like obligated by my scholarship to be a painting student, but I'm also uh, learning to be a teacher. And what? she's in the same grade that you or that Matilda would be in like first, second, third. Yeah. And I teach third and fourth. I'm a student teacher for those grades. And those are fun ages because they have wonder. Those ages are really fun because they don't, as you get to like middle school and high school, you, you become more cynical about things. I don't know I that think. that's even the truth. That's been my experience. Or at least I, I think that, that is true for me. Yeah. yeah. I think that was what I did. are actually encouraged to pursue their specific interests more now because there's That's more good to hear. Yeah. But, um, but you know, it's yeah. true that our culture kind of beats wonder out of children in a lot of ways. So by the yeah. time you're in, you know, a teenager, you become a collaborator in that. Yeah. I think that there's just so much, it's, it's. I just wish that I hadn't gone through such a cynical phase. Yeah. You know, I think that I was kind of, and, and sometimes I see that in like- And it's painted as empowerment, you know? It is. That, you'd be, that you would be cynical, well, that you because, would be angry at the world instead of finding, you know, the power to fix it and create your own spot. Yeah, and you, you also need to, I, I think you, like a lot of times at that age, you kind of learn as you're growing up that some things are true and some things are not, and some things have been hidden from you. And maybe what, you know, mm -hmm. the government always tells you wasn't true. Maybe what the media always tells you wasn't true. Maybe what your parents told you wasn't true. You know, you're going to be questioning that. You're going to be questioning your religion, your politics, your everything. But I think that there is this sort of desire to like throw everything out the window and also just to listen to people who are extreme or who are mean because you feel like that's the truth. Because they're louder. Exactly. And that's the thing too, is like, just because, and, and one thing that I've, a lesson that I've had to learn the hard way because Anna has brought up to me that I sometimes feel attracted to people who are mean to me because I think they're telling the truth, but they're not, mm. they're not, they're telling maybe their version of the truth, which isn't, you know, which is, which is, it's now how they see it. It's their perspective. Yeah. Whatever validates their, their, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, but it's, but it's also bias. filtered through their own history and their own bias and their own experiences and, and, or maybe they're just lying. That's a vision of the world. That's a vision of our cosmology, that toxic patriarchal value, that violence, that cruelty, that being, yeah. you know, the louder person, that being the, the person who has, you know, 
more anger behind their perspective that makes you right and that's not that's it's just yeah. not gonna fly anymore it's literally like dying out and we I see yes. like in like positive masculinity like what does positive yeah. masculinity look like and and that is something that I'm i really have a good example in. of that do you yes Ooh. tell us things that i'm most attracted to in, in healthy positive you know uh divine masculinity is the ability the, the willingness to make an example of yourself to make like maybe embarrass yourself a little bit yeah and say this is how you can do it going i like forward. that too. don't be like me or do be like me you know uh, I was at a party once. I was at like a Halloween themed dance or something when I was 21. There was this guy who came in, and this is like before we had like the 70s, you know, revival that we're having now. This guy came in literally just wearing like a brown pair of like corduroys and like a green shirt. Like he looked like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. And I was like, what is he like? This is a costume party, didn't you hear? And he went on and he was like dancing and he was like, you get in and dance. And he was like making you know, an example of himself and like kind of being around. Yeah. Every, every person fell in love, man, woman, and child. Oh. Yeah. And I think that's the divine masculine that you can invite other people to be themselves by showing yourself, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really good. And I also, that's, that's a way of nurturing. Also, what too. is it? Yeah. And, and what is like the positive? Cause there's, there's femininity and there's, and there's masculinity that will like the androgynous and like the non-binary aspect. There's a great that's, book that's called Jailbreaking the Goddess that speaks about this. Like, the way really that we even talk about, you know, um, the divine feminine, the divine masculine. Yeah. They're still outdated. And the reason that, you know, they, they come into conflict is because we're still building those. Well, I heard this you know, really terms. interesting thing about, about transgender women being like temple goddesses and yeah. like, I think like Sumeria and stuff like that. Like this is stuff, it has always been around. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know? Yes. You know, certain, I know, I think it was, um, there were certain, um, um, uh, uh, Haudenosaunee tribes who would put, mm. they, they knew that, um, they knew that, uh, like, Western settlers were afraid of non-gender conforming people. So they would let them be warriors because it scared people. Yeah. They were like, they would, they would put them to the front and they were like, they were like, you guys are so easily, you know, your masculinity is so fragile, you know, coming from Spain or wherever that like, that like, they would, they would be like, just, just go up there and like talk to them and they'll be, and they'll be terrified. Like, it's really interesting. This is something I read. I don't know if it's a hundred percent true, but like, this is something that's been, you know, this is, I, I could have it wrong in my apologies if I do, but, but I, I do feel like that is a really interesting thing of like, of like, yeah, you know, people who are, who are so kind of set in their own ways. I really think genuine spirituality means that you have to accept that to progress. We have to maybe let go of some of the, the, you know, things that we have taken as sacred that may or may not be the most sacred. Uh -huh. One time to one of my priestesses at um, my goddess temple at her church in San Francisco. And um, I was like, you know, I really like, I want like to build a matriarchy. And she's like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, what? Like, I was like, Urgh. yeah, like, you know, wiping my eyes like a cartoon or something. She's like, well, I don't want any hierarchy. You know, I like, I want like a matrifocal, you know, like a family circle, you know, uh, community and, and civilization. And I, like, that was the first time I ever realized like, oh yeah, matriarchy has the word hierarchy in it. Yeah. Yes. And that's why I'm all about anarchy and people trying to <laughs> re-explain to people that anarchy isn't scary, like skulls and crossbones. It just yeah. means not hierarchy. I, I definitely yeah. have an anarchist streak. I totally do. I totally yeah. do. And I think that, yeah, the kind of, the kind of, and, and it's harder though. It's, it's easier to be a despot. It's easier to be a, a, a tyrannical leader than it is to, to mm. achieve like the, the kind of, you know, understanding each other, you know, equivalent. And it takes of. an incredible amount of wisdom. And in my opinion, I think one of the reasons that you see a lot of problems in like community based circles is that you see a lot of people of the same age. 
Yeah. Others. I think we need children and we need like kind of the whole cycle yeah. of life represented in these communities. It also makes Which you, is why yeah. like my temple, I'm sorry I'm talking too much about my experience. No. But no, um no. like my goddess temple, we have like the crones, we have the mothers, we have the maidens. And we have, you know, maidens and mothers and crones of all, you know, um mm-hmm. genders. And if you don't like the term mother, you can be, you know, like the you know, like the you something else, like you can find your own term for it. Um but you know they that keeps things in balance that there's you know maidens mothers and crones and people of all genders within those you know terms represented at it and i see a lot of like you know yeah facebook anarchist circles of like a bunch of 22 year old people yeah. fucking killing each other yeah uh, and stuff and you need well that's the thing i mean and that's what brings you know you always say mara like a community has a um, yeah has groups, expiration groups point. groups often have an expiration point unless they the have same people unless they have a sustainable circle of life built in I yeah and, and unless they have unless they have like that loyalty and that love and that trust because social ties i mean this is my sociology minor talking but social ties are everything yeah so and and so social ties and that's why people will be more likely to forgive somebody who did something terrible if they're part of their social circle because the worst thing to do for people people are really afraid of being alone like some people think i i I read once that all fears can be um all fears can be traced back to uh to fear of death but i don't agree with it i think i think don't not quite i think it's mostly fear of death but i think it's also fear of isolation because exile Yes, exile. And and there are and some that is people, a form of death, you know. Exactly. Death exactly. Is the great social death, social yes, suicide. Yes. Mm-hmm. And people don't know. And that's I mean so true. Think about those terms yeah. we use. And, oh. and and that's not to say like there are definitely a lot of introverted people who are like who are like, I'd have a great time on a desert island for a year. But you also you you need other people, you know, for your needs, you know, even if you don't necessarily want to socialize with them. Even if you don't necessarily want to do speaking of socializing here comes Thea. <laughs> As a Gemini, I would go crazy. I need people. Right. I need people. <laughs> I'm, I'm a people person. If I might yeah. ask for a Gemini son. I'm a Gemini son. Mm-hmm. Do you, find, you have like a best friend or like a counterpart or like kind of a twin in your life? I'm myself. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I really but, love Geminis. I know that so many of the great um, you know speakers writers rappers poets are gemini's and I mm-hmm. think- we love communicating and connecting and laughing totally um i feel like it's time for y'all to get a reading oh nice yes do you have so i'm gonna pull from this queen of the moon oracle oh, since we're in this full moon energy while recording and they're oracles so this can be anything you want guidance on this can be uh if you Hi, each Freya. <laughs> that, that oh, this is, is the oh was that Freya in Freya the was hurrying. this Freya is the third Freya. one but this is Theo Hi Theo oh. Yeah he's a good boy Um I couldn't agree more though about the whole humans it's just built in that we need other humans. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we need that is. connection. Even I'm I'm like 83% on the introvert spectrum. I'm so introverted, but I still need people too. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm very extroverted, but I also need time to myself and time to think. You know? Right, right. I kind of dislike the idea that we have two categories yeah. for ourselves and everything. I think there's it's a false I binary. There's, e, there's, you know, S or there's N something. And I think <sighs> my um eventually have a big ass reckoning about that oh my gosh I oh I just I just finished reading existential kink which you might like yes I've heard about Dr. Carolyn Elliott and 
her she she poses that like actually we incarnate here or we're here whatever you believe to have the godlike experience of duality so actually to have both of everything and mm. i'm also by mara so i'm like yeah, i got you there yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> um sometimes i feel queer sometimes i feel bi even yeah. that it's a spectrum i mean for me i feel like i'm more attracted to femininity that's mm. been more my thing but i i have found that that or, or what we would consider femininity but i have found that in multiple genders right right <laughs> the way that i put it so i'm attracted to my gender and not and 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 other genders you know oh, i love that i i'm starting to discern that because now i'm in the dating world again so i'm figuring out more my types and I've found that I like a masculinity in a pretty package, like a very feminine yeah. package. So yeah. however that being presents. I mean, you tend to like, like, I don't know. I feel like you're, you, you, yeah. I, I feel like that's, is that kind of what you're, I don't know. Your, your whole thing is, is interesting. I'm not going to make you talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never really known how to use the word queer, but I've, I've dated an equal number of people who are, um, what you consider a uh, cis hat and who were uh, something else. Not conforming, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, and I love my gender in so many ways, spiritually, romantically. Uh, yeah, you are very else. feminine. I yeah, think. yeah. I've always been uh, very highly feminine. A lot of the people who I like um, are too. Yeah. Love it. Okay, so for this reading, do you <clears> guys <throat> each want your own card pull, or is there something you want to ask about together? It can be general, it can be specific. I want my own. I want my own. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good, <laughs> good. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So we'll pull for each of you. So any sort of thing on your heart or mind that you want guidance, let us know. I'm just shuffling okay. while you think about it. Okay. All right, Anna, you want to go first? No, you first. Me first? Okay, okay. all right. Okay, I, I, I just cannot, can I keep the like the, the thoughts and intentions of myself? You can, sure. And then maybe you can just let us know how it resonates when we pull. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, I will. Yeah, I okay, will. so let's do a breath together from Mara's reading. Inhale. I think there's something that needs a release vocally. So something that's funny though, cause you were like, I'm going to keep it to myself. <laughs> um, I, 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 it's, it's, I mean, it's so about, fun. yeah, it's about health and, and mm. issues I've been coming up with so many, I don't know. And, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's health stuff basically. Okay. Okay. The, if, if, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, it's, it's all about health and, and getting and, and possibly finding some answers. Okay. Well, I felt like I needed to um, vocalize on the exhale because I felt like there was something trapped that needed to release. So a release yeah. energy. Yeah. The card that you got is a full moon card. Oh, really? So there's only 12 in the deck, you know, one for each month. This is awesome. the harvest moon. It's like this gorgeous. Yeah. She has like this Look gorgeous like cornucopia Look on at her that head. Goddess, yeah. Mm -hmm. The card is fruition number 37. That's a good, that's a good word. Okay. And the harvest moon is, I want to say the, no, that's Hunter. I think it's the September moon. Let's find out. Mm. Um, fruition i immediately thought like answers your body love your body maybe eat some fruits and vegetables and like nourish yeah. your body well I, I need to listen to it because my body is like telling me when it's run down but i haven't been listening to it mm. <laughs> mm. 
so and that's been causing problems i'm like i'm like i can go to bed at two you know it's not a big deal nope i'm getting older i can't do that anymore mm, there gotta, are I go to bed earlier gotta treat you gotta my body be awake nicer and pay attention yeah you gotta <laughs> yes pay attention to things on the outside i don't pay attention and and then my my paying attention to my body comes across as like oh my god i feel sick i feel terrible but like but you like know. catching it before it gets to that point, making yeah, like, like, oh, this hurts today. I need to, you know, I need to put a, a, you know, a heating pad on it. I need to, you know, drink more water. I need to do this. So well, that, that is the really... very definition of the of spiritual growth. Is yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so this card is all about bringing something to fruition. So perhaps if this has been ongoing, the answers will come to fruition. Yes. soon that's the way that's i want to take this for. that's what we're hoping for and it's <sighs> likely to happen this fall so uh wow yeah. okay <laughs> okay so they're saying whether it's um like a project or a change in ourselves so i think it's that one it's the perfect time to celebrate all that we are grateful for and mark our achievement. So mark how far you've come with that growth. I mean, it's also my birthday soon. So that's another fruition. That is fruition. Yeah. And I've been anxious about it, but like, which, yeah. Ooh. All right, all right. So that's good. And it says, we may have been patient in the way we have worked over time and sacrificed much to make it happen. So like, it's talking about it being a long journey coming to fruition. Yeah. Oh, love it. Dancing. It's talking about dancing, singing, and having community because it's under a full moon. You're about to do that at your birthday. Yeah, we are. As well. That's Um, true. Okay. And it also says these times of high energy are the time to really focus on your body as they, as they can be quite taxing on our systems. If we don't take care, it is often the time we can get ill. The moon normally falls on the moon closest to the autumn equinox in the Northern hemisphere. Yeah. I have so many goosebumps. That's very, that's very, yeah. I mean, and autumn is when I'm like, yeah, when I'm, when I'm going to be likely when I'm going to be like undergoing all the treatments and everything. <gasps> so, like, that's it. Yeah. Okay. And it's so funny, we keep talking, we keep, we also keep coming back to Freya and, you know, I was born on a Friday. Oh yeah. I was born on a Friday, Friday's child. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Friday's child. I love that. That's amazing. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. I, this bodes very well. This yeah, is, this is that's this is that's good. very very that's very accurate. Like even if I hadn't sh- shared what I was thinking, it would have been yeah. It's oh, very accurate. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. And it's good. I love. I, that's why I love pulling cards. And even when like I don't feel particularly spiritual, I do feel like it. It helps me focus. Yeah, it mm-hmm. helps me. And and so even when I was like like even when I was at my most like atheistic phase, like I I love I still loved tarot cards because it's a it's such a good way and oracle cards because it helps you focus yeah. so yes, much. Yeah. You, it tells you what you, you know, it's like when everybody's and telling you advice out. and you can't hear it until finally, like something gets through. That's what I kind of feel like it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I say sometimes magic is just mental health prop, uh, mental health prompts. Like yeah. it's just getting us to <laughs> check that's really, in. That's a really Beautiful. good point. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. right. Anna. Yeah, of course I do. I really want one. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> So how Theo moved over onto your lap. Yes, when it was your turn. He loves cards. When oh. we were doing with my temple one time over uh, over uh, a phone tree, he he joined for the entire thing. Cutie, beautiful. 
Now, Anna, do you have something you want to workshop a question or share? Yes, I do. Um, I'm wondering about my future artistic, uh, interpersonal, and just like a general, like optimistic future reading. I'd like to know, okay. you know, yeah. Great. I'm hearing guidance on believing this optimistic future is the way I'm hearing it. Yes. You're Does that resonate? Complete. Okay. Yes. Okay. So let's do a breath for Anna. Okay. Beautiful. Got it. Let's see what you got. <laughs> the masculine lunar god i believe that that also fucking looks like a full moon and i'm telling you guys like uh -huh. this this deck has all the types of moon in it you both got like is that card 42? 42 yeah yeah does that have significant why what is it hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yes like, i love that's why 42 is significant for me that movie yes Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, 42 is significant for me because of uh, 24. Okay. So yeah. Oh, yes. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. So Anna, first reaction. First reaction. Are you feeling anything off of, I mean, we just talked about this. It is, well, yeah, you know, masculine. Just, I mean, I think of um, what really kind of takes me is that the moon kind of looks like a sun. Like it's just such a bright and full moon and that, that kind of. Uh, reflection is really powerful and yeah could you describe the card for our listeners of course so the card is this beautiful little uh rectangular shiny card that has this kind of nebula behind this um muscly man this masculine figure holding these two staffs and at the top they're connected by this arc of all the moon signs um and then behind it of course i guess like i just said is sort of this cloudy like nebula galaxy background and I think there's a couple of other maybe figures in it. Um, yeah, let me see. Let me pin it quickly. And, and the guy, oh, this card always reminds me of Team Jacob from Twilight. He told oh, like Taylor he, Lautner. Yes, because he's shirtless and he has this sort of like uh, brown um, garment on and then he's wearing these boots. I think he kind of looks like, he, he has a very pretty face though. He's I think beautiful. he kind of looks, He that, that also is kind of your type. Like the, the yeah. guy in this, his faces, maybe not his body, yeah. but his faces. You like- It's one you of like, my types, I have so many. You do have many. <laughs> he's a very strong, he has like a big strong, he has like a strong nose and strong yeah, yeah, features. Yeah. And I know you like that. I do. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And yeah, there are those two figures in the background kind of turned away, holding yeah, hands, walking. Holding hands. Yeah. Like little, they're little twins. Yeah. Masculine. Interesting. Well, I know one of my goddesses made a whole poem and a series and kind of devotional thing about the fact that the lunar god and the solar goddess are something that we've, you know, kind of abandoned because they don't fit in a lot of like the European models. Yeah. Yes. And this is interesting because you saw this version of the full moon, almost like the sun. Traditionally, they consider the sun, the, the uh, yang masculine mm -hmm. and the moon, the yin feminine. So like you said, having a lunar god is almost like um, mixing the mask and femme. Yeah. Because usually it's a goddess with the moon. I think this is maybe telling you to be more like this with your art. Yeah. Like the guy on the dance floor. You know what? Oh, yeah, oh I my love god, that. The positive masculinity. Okay. I love that. It, you, you, have, 
have you you have so many talents i think and you could very you know i think like the thing that i'm getting from this is that embracing leadership and embracing that's the first thing it talks about <gasps> okay let me not talk so you can talk <laughs> okay <laughs> also how you both said anna is so feminine you yeah. asked for the positive future and believing it you need some of the masculine the business yeah. side leading the art stuff okay yes it says um uh, this is the time to lead no matter how well you plan, there's always room for the unexpected to occur. So you need to build your, build your resilience as rare occurrences can happen. Um, let's see. Uh, this also relates to the blue moon, but blue moons, you probably know they, they happen, they happen more often than people think. Yeah. Um, usually one or two a year, I think. Or yes. Yes. Um, so, okay, let's see. Setting your intentions on things that you really want, but have never felt could happen. Mm. And I, I picked up from you, like, it's about believing the positive future. Yes. So mm. there is a level of subconscious not believing it. So getting that on board. Okay. Mm. Um, I refer to big wishes, the almost miracle stuff we would both be delighted and surprised about if it manifested. This, uh, I'm so thrilled with this reading and my uh, good, I, um, yeah, this is exactly what I was talking about. Uh-huh. And it says, try to take clear, practical steps towards these big, seemingly far away intentions and help the universe along. Um, let me see what else jumps out. Well, and the masculine is like taking action on things too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's saying make room for and expect the unexpected. This mm. is all about believing this positive idea of the future. And yeah, like Leah said, taking action, leading. Mm -hmm. That's so incredible. I love oh. this. Mm -hmm. I love that it presented me with an image that at first kind of surprised me, but then the more I think of it, the more it makes sense. I think that's probably the most, like, in, this is just like a funky little thing in my life, but my first impressions are oftentimes not correct. You know, I can kind of, I have a bit of a judgmental mind in a lot of ways, and I can at first be like, oh, this is going to be easy, and it's not, or I'll be like, oh, mm. so maybe that's not a first impression. Maybe I have a very strong doubting voice. Yeah. Um, mm, so when I first saw that, I was like, what am I, what, what am I looking at? Like, there's like a man in this like lunar you know like deck but then I, I thought like oh no it's actually perfect and it's true and it's it's um validating a lot of my um my hopes and also challenging some of my preconceived notions which I think is really beautiful yes, yes. And, okay I have to correct myself for a second because one little part of that I accidentally had turned the page so oh, now, yeah. <laughs> but it still it still applies because yeah. it says the traditional positive attributes of the masculine, such as strength, physical vitality, power of will, shielding and protection of the weak are important for anyone to adopt, no matter their gender or orientation. Mm -hmm. And again, like I said, it's time to lead, be the leader in your own life. Ooh, That's great. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm. <gasps> the mantra is may the positive attributes of the masculine align with me. Mm, that's really cool the companion stone is black opal and mara the companion stone for you was garnet okay Ooh. yeah okay in case you guys have either of those lying around yeah 
<laughs> These were both so spot on. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. Look at, and I just can't believe you both got full moon poles on a full moon. Yeah. That's really it was pretty cool. Also, yeah. yeah, the only dude in the deck is this one. Like it's all, all <laughs> the others are are goddessy. Yeah. Oh. That's so cool. Amazing. Well, this has been so awesome. So much. Yes. Oh, uh, I'm so glad you were able to do this. I'm so yeah. glad that. Thank you for yeah. having me. You yeah, yes, of course. <laughs> you were even like very briefly. <laughs> Thank you both for bringing such amazing energy to our listeners um, and Thank viewers. You. This has been really, this has been really fun. How wonderful! Yeah. Happy full moon.